Bumbles? Rawr? Rawr! Bumble. I like our rambles. I enjoy them. Mm. It's good to just sit back, feed up, and go unscripted. Just throw the script out the window. Michael, I need to start with something here, something that I've been doing the last few weeks, which is quite embarrassing to admit. (laughs) (laughs) I have been in somewhat of a dom frenzy, probably the most heightened kind of frenzied state I've been in so far. God. I'm I'm actually shaking. (laughs) It's, It's been full on. So how it's looked... I just wrote down all the things I've bought in the last couple of weeks. Let me read it out to you. Two new chastity cages. I only count the two that I've kept because I actually bought another two that I returned because they weren't good enough. Weren't good enough. (laughs) Provide good. Yeah, so I tried them out on a sub. We did a fitting. When you got them, when you got those two that you didn't like, did you actually scream at them and said, not good enough? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> Scream at the shopkeeper or the sub? Both. No, the, the, the yeah. chastity locks themselves. Ah. So many <laughs> opportunities to scream, but I didn't take any of them. <laughs> so what happened was I bought a couple of cages for a sub who's into lock chastity, long periods of time in chastity. You need something that's going to be durable, comfortable enough. Let's just put that lightly there. And we did a fitting, this sub and I, we did a chastity cage fitting. The trial was to trial it overnight, locked up. And the next morning he sends me a message that very was very disappointing. He said, goddess, I'm out of the cage. Ooh. And so those two cages were promptly returned. We're up to item number one. There are, I think, eight or nine more items to go. Ooh. Cock rings, a maid's outfit. I've bought myself some knee-high boots, stilettos, with this gorgeous red sole on the underneath. It's beautiful. I've gotten myself some tight faux leather black pants, a black silk robe. (laughs) (laughs) I Three more items to go. I bought some butt plugs with peak heart diamantes. On the ends, some sexy stockings. And then there's this other, it's hard to describe it, but I just found them online. These things that fit a bit like a condom. So Mm. you put them over a penis and they have ribbing over the top of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, silicone based. So that's been part of my, only part of my Dom frenzy has just been (laughs) collecting new items to add into my repertoire. And it doesn't stop there, does it? You've collected some other things. Yes, I've increased my number of submissives to four currently. Four which is submissives. All on the go. And so that's involving online texting, getting them to do things that I'm requesting for them to earn glimpses of my beauty. I'm getting them, I'm training a lot of these new, they're new subs, so I'm training them. Mm. I'm giving them postures that they have to learn. I'm disciplining them if they don't understand. I've got one submissive in particular who's extremely 
caught up in the limerence. Can you say more? He is someone who has always had a submissive side. I actually asked him today, do you have any sex toys to show me? And he said, no, I don't own any. I said, well, that's surprising. Have you worked with sex toys? Have you played with them? And he said, no, I haven't. And I said, what about vibrators with women? And he said, no, I haven't. I've had a very vanilla sex life. Yet this guy tells me some of the deepest, darkest kinds of core kinky things that he's obviously now, it's a beautiful process he's going through. I, I really, to witness mm. someone being able to express and release out the side of him, the submissive side of him. So he's swept up in a lot of limerence at the same time. I think this is an untapped deep part of him that's coming out, but he's also projecting a lot onto me. Mm. You're amazing. He keeps repeating, I just want to be fully obedient to you, goddess. I want to show you that I will be completely loyal and obedient. He's got so much. He's going through a sub-frenzy while I'm going through this dom frenzy. Sounds intense. Well, it sounds common. Like, I've been in those stages as well where I've messaged a dom. Even when they don't respond, you know, three weeks later, I might say, please, please. And there's been this real desperateness. Again, it's that absence of a dom. Or also, it's the dom choosing to show just certain parts that are just arousing in itself, nothing else. What do you mean by that? Just certain parts? Like if I was messaging, messaging a chav and he knows that I'm crazy about him, he would just send as a response a photo of his trainers. And ah, that's, that's a good idea. And then I'll have to <laughs> deal with that for the next two weeks and I'll just be even more infatuated mm. I've been taking attack I think of in this scenario this guy's got such an energy of wanting to talk and connect and everything that I've just gotten him to write me emails to help him just feel like he can have an ongoing connection and mm. a, a place to express all of this stuff that he's got going on and something I've loved in this scenario is this younger guy has had the habit of being late. Yes. He's late to sessions and he's also late to online exchanges. So what I do is I'll say to a submissive, when do I next have your undivided, complete attention? And then we might arrange for a 7.30 p.m. online chat. And so this is an exchange I'm about to read when he's seven minutes late to the online date. His very first message is, and this is because he's been punished before. <laughs> it's the context of this is not the first time he's been late. I'm late, goddess. I'm so sorry. I should be punished. I say, slave, you are seven minutes late. You will be punished immediately. Remain on your knees and apologize to me. So just for a bit of context there, a request that I have, a command that I have is that their first message is on their knees when they're first in contact with me. So I say to him, remain on your knees and apologize to me. He says, I'm so sorry, goddess. I'm such a pathetic little slut. I was so late, goddess. I disappointed, goddess. And now I deserve punishment. I say to him, my time is important, slave. It is not to be wasted. He says, please forgive me, goddess. Yes, goddess, I agree. I say, now, slave, you will slap my cock seven times hard for the seven minutes you were late. Hurry up. He says, I deserve it. 
And I say to him, thank me for punishing you, bitch boy. And then uh, he's doing all of that. He does what I ask. And then it goes to, I say to him, get a paper and pen now. Yes, goddess. You will write seven lines. Right. I will (laughs) not be late for my goddess. (laughs) Yes, goddess. Seven lines for the seven minutes you were late, bitch boy. I have to stop you just there, Indy. I okay. um, Let me just teach you something. <laughs> Thank you later. What? <laughs> Seven lines? What are you even... <laughs> <laughs> You're rolling away in your recording. <laughs> okay. All right. Firstly, slapping your cock isn't a punishment to many of these subs. They love that. You're actually, yeah. you're actually giving them pleasure. You need to give them... A punishment is something they do not like in any way, shape, or form. Tell them to lick a bar of soap. Like, that's a simple one. Tell oh. them to eat hot chili. Something like that. Some actual punishment that's going to make them not be late. And they have to do it for seven seconds or suck on a bar of soap for seven seconds, something like that. Okay, because slapping their cock, they're actually fishing for that. That's what they want. And seven lines, I don't know what you remember from high school when we had to write lines. Minimum, minimum is 70. Like, do at least 70 if, for seven minutes. I get, I've gotten my subs to come over. One was late by two minutes. I got him to write a hundred times. I will not be late. And then what happens is you say, this is your time that you're missing now serving me. And because the this, this session will go for an hour and a half, let's say, and this is a hundred lines that they have to write out, out of their session. So <laughs> that's, the, so that's you... the punishment. Not seven lines. What's that? That's like a simple little two minute activity. It takes and... about a minute per line. Oh, I mean, that's even more embarrassing. Seven minutes. <laughs> and then what you do is you get them to count every 10 and mark every 10 so you can actually count in, to make sure they're written in 100. You do 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. Okay, now do another 50 just because you're fucking pissing me off. <laughs> you know, like that, and that's part of the session. And then what you do with this sub is you say, that's it, bye now, my time's up, you're late, now I'm going to go. And that's it. Then they're full on teased and then you go bye. And then they won't be late next time because they're. At, he's always late. Of course, he's always late. Look at the fucking punishment he gets. Sorry, I'm. I'm. This is not me in my becoming. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that we've talked this through because <laughs> I thought that because I've I've switched. I've done the lines. Oh. I had to do fifty lines once. I hated it. Yeah. But seven, it's like... like, I thought that was too much. The 50 lines was too much. So I just thought, okay, look, seven is... But that's the point. You hated it. So you're not going to do the behavior which led to that. Yeah. I've got to be more strict, I think, is what you're telling me. Doms need to be very clever about what punishment actually is. Because a lot of the time, or like, what was it? punishment to me it was like now you just have to go and stand in the corner and put your nose to the wall for 10 minutes and I was actually turned on by that because it was humiliating so it wasn't a punishment 
Well, I do. I, I mean, to be, yeah, I get what you're telling me. And this is, okay, I didn't know about the cock slapping thing. That is new information to me. I thought it was actually painful. I didn't yeah. realise it was a good thing. Okay. Um, I mean, if they like pain, why would it be? Why would that be uncomfortable? I don't know. I just thought that I wouldn't want to slap my own genitalia. I would not find that arousing. Isn't one of your subs you grab their balls and twist it? Yeah. And then you're asking him as a punishment to slap his cock. I mean, it's all the same thing. Next <laughs> rambles, Indy. I want more from you. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's good. It's good. <laughs> have I made you feel a bit? Uh, have you gone back into? Have you gone into a bit of a shell, Indy? <laughs> <laughs> While we're on this roll of you giving me all this advice, Michael, I do actually have a question for you because one of my subs that's new. Usually, the question I ask is: Is domestic service a form of punishment to you, or a privilege? And for the first time, I was so excited I had a sub say, it is a privilege to serve you in that way, goddess. Mm. And so that's, that comes back to, if we just connect to that list that I was reading out to you before, one of the first things on the list was a maid's outfit. Mm. So this is as far as I've gotten. I'm going to get the sub to wear that maid's outfit. I don't yet know what domestic service. I'm excited, though. I want to do it. Can you tell me mm. what you've either done or some ideas yeah, a large part of my dominating side is to get subs to do domestic. Uh, it's evolved over the time. What I usually do is get a sub comes in and they come into their knees as expected and they show a sign of respect, which is to kiss my trainers or feet. And they do that until I feel comfortable. I then would call them over to the bed, still on their knees, I'm sitting down, and I look at them very directly in the eyes, in the face, and I said, I've got a list of chores for you to do. I've written the list up. It's on the table mm. over there. And I would set mm-hmm. some, because I, I live in a, I, I share my uh, flat with housemates. I, they can't really just go around the house. It has to be my room. So I've already collected a little broom. I've collected a spray for the windows, some sponges and hot water. I already have that there, which sort of frustrates me a bit because it means I have to prepare, not him. I'm in London in a city. I can't afford a, a studio apartment just yet. So when that happens, fuck this this show. We'll take a new level, let's just say that much. Well, because I do have my own place that yeah. would have no one else there. So yeah. what would you do then? Look him in the face and say, there's a list of jobs. The gloves are underneath the sink. The broom is next mm-hmm. to the sink. You need to get the hot water. Or on the list that you write, you will have what you need and where to find them and then mm. the actual chores. So on the list that I write, I wrote, um, oh, no, I don't have it. I wrote, number one, sweep the room. Number two, de-dust the windows. Number three, come back to my feet as a footstool. Because I like to give those little bits of uh, submission throughout the domestic. And then... I understand. Okay. Yeah. And so when they're at my feet, I can then play with them a bit, make them a bit more aroused and then say, okay, now it's time to go into number four. Then they would clean my sock drawer, reorganize my underwear, take my socks out, fold it all together again, put them in colors like white, blacks, whatever it is. Mm. 
Mm. They would put my underwear nice and neat. Then, this is great. Yeah. And then they would go to the my cupboard where they have my shirts and coats. And I'd be very specific. They need to be, the coat hangers need to be facing this way. I mean, in my personal life, I didn't give a fuck. I'm a, it's a mess. And I never <laughs> even thought of color coding. There's actually a sub that I have now who comes over maybe once a month. And he does all this. And he's the one who put them all in colors. And I'm just thinking, what the hell? But when I realized, I was like, this is actually really good. And he does my underwear <laughs> in such a great way. Like, it's all really nicely done. I'm just thinking, God. What does but he do with your underwear? Oh, I don't even. He, he um, I don't know how he does it. He, he uh, puts it in, like, he stacks it. But not stacks it from the bottom up, but from the side. And then the label shows, uh -huh. so I can just easily kind of like a, it's like a filing cabinet. I can just go through them <laughs> when I want. It's amazing. I was so impressed with him. I just said, I messaged him after the session just saying, this is incredible. And then what I like about it is I can still be messy. And just when I get my washing, I just throw it all in and don't care about how organized it is. That's his job. And he'll come back and he loves then to reorganize the jock's room. You know, like that's his job. That's his role. Jocks shouldn't be doing that. That's what he has to do. Sorry, Andy, I'm just listening to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't I an I, actual Dom? I, well, you are a Dom. Why don't you realize that is the real yeah, question. I think maybe in season three. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, the dominant, comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this world had no idea what was coming. No, no, no. So you've got the list. He's going through it. There, yeah. There's times in which he's coming back. Yeah, yeah. And then? Yeah. And then um, they'll be it once it's domestic. At the end of that, you decide if this is it or not. So you can then say, all right, well done. Off, off you go. Bye. And then that'll be it. But then I would go for this particular sub that I've had do this. I've had uh, three or four. But this most recent one, I then, of course, you know, trample him, step at his face, all that kind of stuff. He massages my feet while I game. It's all then just like that. Nothing other than that. There's no oral or anal. It's just purely psychological. And he loves it. And then when we finish, uh, yeah, I just send him on his way. And it's done. It's good. Hmm. Michael, I have a question. While your submissive is doing all of these chores, where are you? This is the best part. <laughs> I am on my bed gaming on my laptop, completely ignoring him. And even better, he buys me beers before he gets here. So I'm drinking beer, playing on my laptop. And he, I got this piano stool. And every time he's not my footstool and he's cleaning, he then, I keep my legs up. Legs up and then he puts <laughs> the piano stool underneath and he goes and keeps cleaning. And then when number four, number six, number eight, whatever it is, the instruction to come back as a footstool, He'll then remove it. My legs I'll keep up. And then he takes the place. I love it. I really I get a lot of inspiration out of this. That's all I need. Yeah. Uh, where to go next with the first session with a domestic yeah. sub. It's good. Great. It's good. And in those moments, you really feel you're taking on roles. Like it's such a bizarre feeling because then and there for that hour, two hours, three hours, I really am taking on that jock role. It's like I've stepped into a fantasy. I'm wearing my sports kit. I'm even wearing what I'm just normally wearing. And 
I'm acting as if there is a hierarchy and that he's there to serve me. And then there's nothing interrupting that. The first session he came in, he said, uh, your room has such a jock smell, like alpha sweat smell. And I'm like, huh? And I, and I started to like smell my room since that conversation. And like it does. Like, I've got like, I've got at least 15 pairs of trainers and all that smell must be in the air. I sweat a lot and my housemate, as you know, on the on this season, actually, we spoke about my housemates commenting on my BO, but I love my BO. And like, so does this sub and it just feels we're acting, really acting these characters. It's fascinating. It's great. It's really good. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's, it's really good when you can step into the, almost the, the totality of the, yeah. of the, so one last thing I wanted to mention in terms of this Dom frenzy that I've been going through is it was only the other day I went to a sex shop, a mm. local one. I was in there, I walk up to the shop assistant and I say, where are your strap-ons? And she starts to take me through them and tries to explain some things. And I say, yeah, yeah, I, I just want to. And then I say, just a sec, I just wanted to let you know I, the ones that I want particularly are these. Do you have those types? And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, sure. So she shows me particular strap-ons. I didn't want the leather types. I just wanted some that are spandex mm. cotton. And so then after that, I come up to her and I just say, can I ask, do you have any butt plugs with heart shapes on the end? And she said, no, sorry, we don't have anything like that. And then I asked her, is your lingerie mostly for women or do men come in and get the lingerie that you provide? Can it be fitted to men? And she said, oh, well, we do have men come in and purchase some of the more latex outfits and she showed me and I said, oh, okay, yeah, great. I'll just keep that in mind. Anyway, I ended up buying one of the strap-ons and I also found some fluffy pink handcuffs mm. that were on special, so I decided to get them too. And then when she's wrapping it all up, she's putting it in this purple paper and putting stickers on it to make it look all pretty. She says to me, just so you know, she looks at me and she's kind of, I don't know, it's giving me this kind of knowing look. Mm. What's going on here? This is an interesting dynamic. She said, just so you know, as a sex worker, you can get a 10% discount on all of the stuff here. Yes. Next time you're in, just mention your professional name and that's all I need to know. Wow. <laughs> wow. So you were seen as a sex worker without any prompt well this is a big chapter in your life <laughs> <laughs> what was great about it was a that somehow in the interactions without me even realizing it i was giving off that impression mm. and b that when she said that i didn't feel deeply ashamed or humiliated or somehow affronted i felt mm. kind of proud <laughs> mm. kind of like yeah that's right yeah. You're seeing me as someone who's really involved in this sex world in a particular way, as a professional somehow. Yeah. I was, what's the word? Complimented. Gosh. By her misunderstanding. Yeah. That's great. That's really good. Well done. What was your, what's your professional name? Goddess Indra, I think is what I'm going to end up with. Goddess Indra. It's good. Because it's, Indy is a bit of a shortened form of Indra, and Indra's net in Buddhism has some interesting connotations around interconnectedness. Mm. Can I say around this, I 
have reflected on why it is that I always prefer goddess. Mm. Sometimes, particularly when I'm beginning to speak with someone new, they default to mistress. And I'm very insulted by it almost. And I immediately correct them and say, it's goddess. If you call me mistress again, there will be punishment. So I've, I've understood more about it, having been involved more with submissives, is that mistress to me is associated a lot with the sex industry, particularly femdom porn, because in a lot of the femdom porn, the women are referred to as a mistress. Mm. And so for me, the association of mistress is the association with the sex industry. And why that's problematic? Because I've just been talking about being mistaken for a sex worker and having no problem with it. Mm. The reason that association bothers me so much is because when men have that association with me, they tend to then also have expectations that I will meet their desires, Mm. that somehow I am their fantasy mistress. And so I get lots of requests from them about goddess would you do this for me? Goddess, are you into this? I really love these things, those things. Are you ever going to do this or that? And it gets really frustrating. Mm. Yeah. It's actually to the point where I, I'm not sure what to do about it now because I've, I've been really clear with them. I'll say, to be clear, slave, I am not, in capitals, not your porn fantasy and I will consider your desires but I will do what I want with them, essentially. When I have that conversation, I say, are you clear on this? Do you understand me? Yes, goddess. A day later, they're back to asking, goddess, I was thinking about this great thing. Would you do this? Hmm. Is that something you get when you're playing the dom? Do your submissives? It's tricky because the only reason I come into a dom is because I have a fantasy in my head that I want to create. So it's trying to find the line between trying to get that fantasy made, like me being a footstool, to also being authentic to being a submissive to the needs of the dom, which then means that you have to enter into their fantasy. So it's you're competing for fantasies here. And I think you can't help that. It's just going to always happen. The only reason they've contacted you or I've contacted them is because I have a fantasy that I'm trying to recreate. That's just what, that's the whole reason I'm messaging. And you can't, it it, would be scary if you had someone who messaged you and just said, I've got no, the only thing I want to do is serve you. It just doesn't feel human to me. It it can't be. Mm. I think they need to think a bit more deeply about why they want to do that. Don't get me wrong. I want to understand submissive fantasies. I often get them to talk about them and describe them and then work towards making them happen. But what I'm talking about here is more of a relentless sense that they're misplacing onto me a kind of uh, wish-fulfilling dominatrix dream, Mm -hmm. which then, because what that does is the dynamic then just becomes about me saying, yeah, I hear you, but I have fantasies too. Which shouldn't, I don't know, I just feel, ah, it's hard to. But that sounds right. It's like, but you're, 
missing the point here. I'm the dom. It's about my my pleasure, not yours. And to make that explicit again and again, just kind of like, are you submissive or are you just topping from the bottom? Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, we all are topping from the bottom. Like, if a guy is not interested in the pleasures of the dom, like I'm, I speak to doms, and some doms just want to give pain and mummification. What's that? Where you uh, get into a full latex outfit or get not wrapped up, but a full latex outfit, like zipped up, and you literally are like a mummy and you got, you're covered in complete black and you just can't move. And you might have a mouth hole, but your eyes are... It's about sensory deprivation, partly. Mm. And I'm not going to go to the Dom's wishes and enter their fantasy because it doesn't at all arouse me. So it's awkward. Mm. It's awkward. Mm. Going back a few steps, you were mistaken for a sex worker. Indy, I typed into Google yesterday how to become a sex worker. (laughs) All right. Now, listeners may not know this because we haven't done an episode on FinDom, but I've actually got some strong reservations about it in in a moral sense, how I don't think it's right on online and blah, 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 blah. I've got lots of contradictions. But I must say, if I look at my behavior, I've had a lot of people pay me giving me money and gifts not a lot about four or five and i like i'm enjoying it (laughs) i met this one guy he lives in another country uh, an older guy he actually bought me a gift and i then decided to take a step away from the kink world for for a month or so and i sent him back the money i said look I don't think it's nice of me to take your money and then all of a sudden disappear. So I'm going to refund you. Since then, I've come back on and I had a cam session with this guy where I was the full dom. And again, he knows I'm sub, but full dom, like all my feet is there. This person's on his knees and I'm telling him, tell me what you are. And he's like, I'm a faggot, I'm a faggot. I'm like, say it more, say it more. And I really felt that I was delivering a service which really relieved this person. And this wasn't paid for, by the way. This wasn't paid for. But this was part of a dynamic that we're establishing where gifts might come in here and there. For me, I'm always hesitant about going into the full-on cash master role. I don't know where I sit with that just yet. But I felt that role of using what I am and people really just coming to a climax over it, I think, Mm, what was it like for you when you were... I got it. I understood it. Aren't you still being submissive? Sort yeah. of? But this is... Aren't you subbing as a dom? Yeah, I am. Providing? I think that's what sex workers do. They take the role of what the person wants them to be. They're submissive to the needs of the other person. And that may look like being a dominant. And that's what I think I'm actually doing. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. What was interesting that when this finished, I was sort of reflecting also on that conversation we just had about the the domestic person who comes in. It's mm. a really interesting point of tension for me uh, is where if I'm the dom, one obstacle that stops me from becoming dominant is I don't get why someone would want to do something for me. 
like, I just think, why do you want to clean my room? Like, why my room? It just is really abstract to me. But you're the dominant and they're there because you're a jock and that's what they're getting off on. Yeah, yeah. But it just feels, for me, this touches on self-worth thing. Like, I don't feel mm. like someone, why would someone want to make me dinner? Like, why me? It's just, it, it really, I think, touches on deep self-worth issues. Like, in my life, my core, one of my core narratives is don't rely on other people because I will only be disappointed, in a sense. They will get bored, they might leave, they may lose interest. And that's, when I think about that now, that it's fine and people move, come and go. But I think on an intimate, deeply intimate level, I find it just hard to accept that people would, a person would care about me, that they would actually want to do things for me it just i don't know it it really does blow my mind mm. it really does so what i'm hearing michael is that the expectation is if someone comes in and cleans your room your reaction is what's so special about me yeah it's like if i was to date a guy if they were to buy tickets to the movie for me like oh let's do something special or buy me a gift i'd think like what <laughs> like i just it would just be like, yeah, I don't know. Because you're being considered. Mm. There's something about that that somehow doesn't fit with your narrative of yourself and others that you'd be considered in that way that, oh, Michael really likes this show. I'm going to go out of my way and buy this ticket for him because I know he likes it. Mm. Somehow that seems like a foreign... And it's being accepted as well. I think somewhere in me I must have this narrative that I'm too complicated or I'm too blah, blah, blah. This is an old, old story of mine, old narrative, which I don't feel has much power now that I'm 34. I feel quite confident in myself, accomplished. I've got good friends, etc. But I think there's an old narrative that sits there, which is thinking you're too unstable. How can anyone accept that? And those gifts that I get from people, all physical affection that I may get, moments of tenderness, I just think it's speaking to the intimacy inside of me and that intimacy is also being informed by those old narratives of but I'm unstable how could you how could you accept this so I think I think it's wrapped up in that mm. don't get me wrong people send me gifts all the time I appreciate them I value them and I, I do feel them sentimentally but I think if it's in a re romantic context I find it very hard to to accept that Michael, as you're talking, I'm aware this is sounding a lot like the defectiveness and shame schema. This is something that can come up for submissives and doms. This is something that can be quite central. I won't say much more about that now as I'm aware of time, but I will get into this more at a later stage. You really know how to build it up and then crash it down, indeed. That's absolutely fine. Listeners, thank you for listening. Any feedback, of course, is much appreciated. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.